Hello. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Right, go, go, go. Um, welcome to the holding space. Um, introduce yourself to the people. Hi, my name is Kelly Javier. I'm a photographer. Kelly Javier. Well, welcome, Hi. Kelly Javier, um, to the holding space. Um, you are a photographer. You are also a creative, a content creator, if I may, um, an inspiration to the masses. Uh, and you took the time to be on this very small, little, petite program uh, <laughs> and graced me with your presence so we could have a conversation today. And I'm so grateful and excited. Um, as you may know, um, and as the listeners out there may know, season two is all about second chances. And today I wanted to talk about giving masculinity giving masculine figures uh, and giving men a second chance. Oh, jeez, gross. I thought the day would never come. I really did. Um, I dreaded this day um, with uh, with a sword uh, held in one hand and a shield in the other. Um, But that is what we're going to be talking about. Um, Okay, cool. Today, uh, I'm joined by... Not only a photographer, not only a creator, not only a wonderful, funny, and odd human being, but also um, truly my first. Uh, would you? Would you? Would you uh, be so uh, insulted if I identified you as a cishet man? <laughs> I would not be offended. Okay. No. Well, you know. <laughs> It is quite the um of, we never we never spoke about it. No, like we've that, never right? no, that that is true. I've definitely avoided uh many conversations with you and that wasn't personal. That was and 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 I and I think that's what brought us here right now is like you are truly uh I can't think of many people um that fit that category that I allow to be close to me and that's for many reasons we'll discuss, but um so it's very new to have a friendship where I'm trying to figure out how do I operate around uh, someone who identifies in a way that typically meant abuse <laughs> or trauma or uh, discomfort. Um, so, yeah, I also feel that way about um, like I haven't really spoken to you like directly and I've had a conversation with you too. For the same reasons, because I don't know how to engage. Uh, and I always ask me, uh, uh, how can I uh, express myself towards Maddie? And she's like, just, you know, just, you know, you know, uh, just be yourself. And I'm like, I don't know, it's kind of hard. Because I don't want to offend anyone and I don't want to say anything that comes off bad. And it, it, I get in my in my head a lot about that. So. And that is so... It's so weird to hear because at the same time, I feel like May, who is no stranger to the podcast, if you've listened um, in chronological order, you've probably heard her a few times at this point. Um, she has been the the middleman, so to speak, the the kind of uh, touch point about like, oh, I, I want to, I have these feelings or the, these thoughts, but I don't know how to express them to Kelly. And uh, how do I, how do I, like, how do I even... Right. Uh, profess some of these things um and so it's been a learning curve but i can't uh i would be amiss to not mention 
the very first time we ever really spent time together for an extended period of time, we were fully like on our own. And that was terrifying for me. Uh, oh, you're talking about when we did the, the photo shoot for the first yeah, time? Oh, yeah, yeah. We were, so <laughs> being a photographer and being also just like a kind human being and a friend before I knew that you were my friend, uh, you <laughs> so graciously uh, shot my birthday photo shoot uh, a few years ago. Wow, which is crazy because it feels like it just happened, but um, uh, it feels long. For me. Yeah, <laughs> really. I mean, I grew. I because I grew so much. Oh, as a photographer in that time span. A hundred percent. Like I could have done. I could have done way better. No, no. Like, no. Honestly, one. I'm just okay. So we are just going to fully um, have this moment uh, on the podcast. I am really genuinely honored to be a part of your photography journey and to have modeled for different shoots. I am just so honored to to be a part of that journey. And that was one of the moments where I think it was so interesting because uh, speaking of May, she warned me, she was like, Kelly can be a little shy, <laughs> you know, like it might be, you both have kind of the similar concerns of like being, you know, alone <laughs> together right. um but then when we were i didn't feel uncomfortable and i think that was i felt really comfortable and safe and like for the for for when i look back on that moment it was such a clear sign that like eventually we would be in this space where i felt like comfortable enough to like invite you onto my podcast so i'm just mm -hmm. so grateful that we both have been on this journey and thank you for letting me uh be a part of your photography journey as well yeah because uh, at that time um I, I wasn't really shooting anybody that i didn't know like i shot uh, genesis i don't know if you see her you see her a lot in my in, in my instagram photos but like going to um uh to you that i don't really know that well from somebody else and i'm just like I don't know what to, to say or do. So I kept my, like, I kept it very minimal and, like, very, like, like, like I was shooting someone for a gig, shooting someone for a gig. I didn't want to, like, overstep or whatever. So I was just like, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I totally understand. And it was relatively an intimate shoot. Like, I, f I feel very, like, yeah. protective over that side of me that I think you saw pretty early on and i think that helped i think the vulnerability definitely it, it it forced us i think a little bit to uh build on that which is yeah. beautiful um so let's just jump right into it do you have any premeditated initial pre uh uncooked thoughts um surrounding the way that you specifically uh, embody uh interact with the ideas of masculinity or the way that you carry yourself as a man um at all just any starting thoughts that you may may have so what you're asking is um how do i um go about being masculine it just if you were to reflect on yourself um and your your relationship with masculinity with your relationship mm -hmm. with um it's so weird to be on this side of it, but your relationship with cis manness, uh, what what does that even mean? Because I would say you have very 
individualistic um, sort of new age progressive approach, but that's maybe not intentional. So I would love to hear what your thoughts are. Uh, I've always tried to, uh, when it comes to my masculinity, I've always tried to come off as very, as very, you know, very quiet, very um, um, conservative, very, uh, I wouldn't say aggressive, more like, a, especially when I'm outside, very like strong. And um, part of part of me going to the gym is to um, appeal to that society standard of being a strong man, mm. if I'm being honest. Um, also feeling like I'm um, strong enough to take care of myself and my family. Um, yeah. That is... No, that's so beautiful. And I think... Yeah. No, I... I, I... <laughs> it's, it's, it's beautiful, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's also like... Uh, like times where I feel very upset and very like emotional. I, I, I feel like I, I have to hide it until I explode later on. Explode as in like cry, not like explode as in like anger. Because I, 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 I can't be. I can't use. I don't know. I don't use anger. I use crying more than anger. Uh, and I don't like. And I hate that um, mm. part of part of myself because I just want to be able to like express myself without feeling like oh, what a wimp or something like that. Like oh, man up, you know. Yeah, and though this may be something that I can understand conceptually. Do you want to speak more to how uh, you personally, what your personal thoughts are about where that comes from or how you deal with those things in that moment, in those moments? Uh, It it really comes from, uh, damn, it kind of comes from childhood. Uh, uh, I remember my, like when I used to cry, I think I remember vaguely can't remember that part but i remember one specific time where like if i i was feeling in you know i was a kid and i did something um and i i felt very emotional i started crying she was like you can't you know stop crying mm. um but then i see like um you know when girls cry in, in school like people used to be like oh my god it's okay like it's fine so the kid is with a guy or a boy is like whatever um men up it's not that big a deal and stuff like that so that um, that's part of my uh, reason why I be- I've become like you know what I'm a I'm gonna go to the gym, mm. get strong. Maybe that would um, fix not fix but make me stronger. And it doesn't <laughs> doesn't like emotionally doesn't. Yeah, physically sure. I mean, but emotionally no. Look at those guns on Instagram. No, uh, <laughs> if you ever want to see. Uh, uh, Kelly's body. Just go on his Instagram story. It is typically on display. Um, I, <laughs> no, but I and I think that's so interesting because there is kind of a culmination of the traditional sense of masculinity and a new age sense of masculinity that I have at least witnessed of yours. Um, and it, and I understand like there is uh, as someone who experienced childhood as what is uh known as a boy I, I i don't know how to explain my own childhood but that my point is i understand like the connotations of what it means to be sensitive as a boy um yeah. and how you're treated um would you say that you are generally then or now a sensitive type uh person who is in tune with their emotions oh uh i wouldn't say in tune but i i do i um 
sometimes I feel stuff and I'm just like, why? But anyways, um, uh, I'm very, I'm very sensitive. Um, a lot of people don't think I am because of the way I portray myself, but I'm very sensitive. I like, I, I get hurt really fast. Uh, mm. obviously I don't tell nobody that, um, when they hurt me, but you know, uh, I'm, I'm very sensitive, very, very sensitive. And, 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 and it's funny, it's funny I say that confidently now, because back then I would be like, no, not sensitive at all. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we also <laughs> used to, we also have seen your, um, fitted, uh, sort of aesthetic back then. Your fitted hat, whatever the, the, not fitted hat, but the, 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 uh, swaggy aesthetic you used to carry, uh, uh is definitely a part of that yeah, journey. It's, it's, it's giving, yeah, it's giving, yeah. <laughs> well, um. And I actually don't know this. I mean, I'm assu- I'm going to make an assumption. Um, actually, I'm just going to ask a question. Why was I going to make an assumption? Where did you grow up when you were younger? Where did I grow up? Yeah, like where? Oh, in, in the Bronx. Yeah. And do you yeah. feel like... Because there is a very specific... We both grew up in the Bronx. Um, for those of you listening, if you may not know us personally. And there is a specific type of performance of masculinity that is in the is in the Bronx. And I, and I definitely oh, yeah. have witnessed it. I've been kind of unfortunately and that's okay or that's not okay but i've made peace with being a victim to it at some points do you ever feel how do you think that that has shaped how you view what it means or uh to be but also to achieve and reach for masculinity i think that was, that was um growing up in the bronx uh was pretty much like a step towards like this very um very you know like the mentality of being you know strong and and like not care about stuff because uh, you know those those i used to sag my pants um <gasps> oh my god so, <laughs> uh for for a while and then i realized this is dumb but i i, I tried my best to like a, appeal to like the, like that standard in high school and, and, and um, yeah high school middle school like like go with the boys but i was never accepted you know that's the thing though i never accepted with the cool kids no matter what i i i, I did I was always the uh, hanging out with like I don't know I guess the the weird the weird kids. That makes I was, sense. I, you know I was I was <laughs> I was accepted to like like one cool guy would like me but that's about it but they would still make fun of me and stuff like that so it was it was never I was, I never won that battle. If that makes sense. That's so interesting. Yeah. Because I'm coming from uh, let me ramble a little bit about uh, background. I'm clearly and obviously in all ways such a queer person now and I have always been true to myself like I think like figuring it out for sure when you're young is messy but I feel like I've always been like okay with who I am on the surface at least and that means that I never really I thought about how I would be in danger in that sense but I never really tried to assimilate so I'm curious to know, just like literally person to person and as a friend, like, what was it like to aspire to assimilate to masculinity and yet feel like you were falling short to your peers? And that may be a loaded question, but I'm just so interested about that. Hmm. Uh, I just felt like I couldn't catch a break because... Um... I was like I said I was very I was still am a very sensitive person, um, so like me trying to like reach this uh, right way of being a, a a boy or a man trying to grow up fast 
um, and I, it's still being like slapped in the face by like my peers. And obviously, I had friends, but um, and I feel like they were also striving to be that, but they were never, mm. they never got there, you know. Yeah. Um. But that was it's it's very like hard. I was just like, so what? So what? I'm just not good at not masculine enough. You know, I will never be masculine enough. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. And I think I'm just kind of taking that in. Um, Wow. Okay. So I guess what I'm curious about now and what I would love the listeners to gather um, from this is how, what was the journey? What was the transition, for a lack of a better word, from that kind of young adolescent uh, self that was striving for masculinity and felt like they were failing to now where I feel like as a, an audience member to your life, it feels like, I don't know. I'm going to say something. Uh, I can't believe it. I can't believe I can't believe it. I can't believe this is coming out of my mouth, but, but I guess if you look at it in a certain light and squint, you <laughs> are a pillar of masculinity that I find aspirational. That's right. Shut up. Shut That's up. Right. Shut <laughs> up. Don't make it a thing. But um, what was that journey like for you, finding your voice in, in that sense? So... Growing up and striving to be, you know, very masculine and, um, you know, a man's man, whatever the hell that means. Um, I think at one point, uh, well, I still, I'm not going to lie, I still, um, I still strive for it in a, in a very toxic way as in like, I feel like I need to be a, a, a provider at all, at all, at all times. Uh, I feel bad if I um, haven't, um, haven't increased my wealth, you know, because that's a big, big part of, I'm a big part of, you know, I was raised poor, yeah, poor, and um, that was always in my head how, you know, my mom was the one that um, did all this, did all the financial work, and then I seeing a lot of people and and on TV, you know, you know, men having all this money and like providing for people, and I'm like, I need a, that's my goal, I guess. So I still, um, I still strive to be that masculine, and I try my best. To be like, you know, being myself is enough. And, you know, doing the things you like is enough. You don't need to be the, you know, the guy that has all the money. And, mm. and I still strive for that. Uh, but and I imagine you provide in other ways. Yeah. That aren't monetary. Um, right, right, right. Um, but I I'll always feel like it, the monetary, it's the, it's the one that um, counts. Right? And the emotional doesn't count because... That's not who you. That's not who you are. That's not. That's basically. That's basically what I was told or saw growing up. That's not who you are. You're not. You're not the emotional. You're supposed to be the man that gets things done, right? Um. So what was the question? I was just went on a rant. No, and that's exactly what I what I love to hear. I love to hear these kinds of thoughts formulating in real time. Um. The question was uh, initially what um, what was that uh. Moving oh, the transition. Yeah, that, that moment. Uh, okay. Or not that so, moment, but that process. Excuse me. Yeah, right, right. Um, I remember 
this is gonna get real, real, uh, real, real dark. Well, not dark. Man, more like that's okay. I'm here to hold space. Uh, uh, oh, branding. I see that. No. <laughs> Shut up. So, <laughs> um. So I had a um, uh, uh, a girlfriend at the time when I was like 20. Uh, and you know, I loved her, whatever. And um, I um. At one point, you know how, well, guys would usually, you know, hide their feelings and, you know, just be the cool, cool, whatever. And then as as you get to know somebody, you open up just like any other person would. And, um, you know, as I became more comfortable with this person, I, um, you know, I, I expressed my, my feelings towards them. I'm like what I what I don't like, or what I what I did like or how I've been feeling or um and yeah, and after after I I let my guard down with this person, and I, you know, I cried in front of them, and uh, felt felt like I could trust them. And I remember uh, very vividly, and I think that's another reason why why I be like I really started reaching for like that very masculine um, a way of thinking was um, they told me straight up. Uh, <laughs> I remember this because it, it haunts me to this day. Um, they were like, "Oh, um, when I met you, you was very, you were such a, a manly man. Now you're, 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 you're not that. You're very sensitive." And I was just like, "Damn!" And that hurt. Uh, and then after that, I was just like, "You know what? Fine." And then I started going to the gym even harder, and you know, I was just like, "I have to get money. I have to get girls," and, and you know, that's that's stupid psycho. Uh, and yeah, that's. Um, so after that, um, I realized that that didn't really fix anything. Um, I'm still emo- I'm still an emotional person. Uh, I still have feelings, and I need- and I need to deal with those feelings. I can't just hide them all. And then after a while, I was just I accepted to um, just being you know okay with just having feelings and expressing them. Because now, if you piss me off, I will tell you, and if you get me upset, I'll tell you. Um, I'm never gonna hide that from from anyone just because you find it weird mm. that I have feelings. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I you mean, know? as a, one of the... Uh, this is not this podcast. I'm not an anthropologist or a sociologist or whatever. But one of the symptoms of toxic masculinity and goes hand in hand with sexism is the fact that it kind of shoots men as a whole, like as an entity, as an idea, shoot themselves in the foot by not holding space for up, for men to have emotions, right? Like, and therefore women and other people also uphold those values and ideas. And yes, this is getting very thinky, but to get back to the practical, mm-hmm. it sounds like over and over again, there was this invalidation of your emotions and this lack of people holding space for you to express them or to have them at all. Um, does that sound at all? Um, accurate and if so is there anything that you want to um i'm losing my words today. <laughs> i'm losing them i'm losing them but uh no yeah i, I get <laughs> um yeah no yeah i think you're you're right uh growing up i was never uh, uh never had a a space to like have my feelings 
so I suppressed them, and then you know, mm. once I found somebody who you know were, were cool with or you know loved or whatever at the time, I expressed myself, and they shut me down. So I'm like, so, so if I show myself when I'm in love, like it's kind of hard to like articulate into words. It's like so normally I'm I have to suppress my feelings, right? When do I express it? Mm-hmm. It's like, is it with somebody you care about? Cool. My family didn't really show me. Um, like when I used to like, I, I couldn't, I didn't feel comfortable telling them my feelings because my, my mom, my mom raised me very like strictly, and and she was very um, what's the word? She more, she was more of a, an authority figure than a than a mom. You know that makes sense. Yeah. It was more yeah. like she she just she just raised me, you know, put food on the table, you know, roof over my head, and. I did what I and I did and I went to school and that's it. There was no like communication to for for her, which is kind of hard. Another reason why it's hard for me to converse with people because growing up I never really had anybody to converse with except for people in school. Um, and then so then I have um, a space for that to happen at home. And um, my friends were very like guys. Guys didn't really talk. They only talked about girls at the time, right? And um and then when I finally love someone, uh, they told me that I, I can't. Pretty much, you're not manly enough to, because I'm expressing myself. So I was just like, so no matter where I go, I will always feel like I'm not masculine enough. Yeah, I mean, and this is not at all to co-opt uh, your experience and feelings, but what I'm realizing in this moment. And, uh, and something that I want to verbalize um, to the audience and to you and to, even to myself is that there is so much overlap. Because right now you're talking to someone who living in the intersection of so many things, but right in this moment in the intersection of a heavy heart and also just like so much gratitude for this moment because I can see clearly the ways in which whatever you want to give words to whether it's society or other people or oppressions or whatever you you um want to uh, give that to i'm seeing how they have affected us both and our in our experiences in such vastly opposite ways but in such interestingly enough uh, similar ways because you're talking about like Basically, what I what I'm what I'm hearing or what I'm receiving in this moment is that there was this desire to authentically express self, um, whether that be tears or anger, uh, whether that be for myself um, expressing uh, it, it, things in terms of gender or sexuality or identity, and whatever side of that um, we land on. There is this desire to break out of the traditional molds and really be heard. Um, so thank yeah. you so much for being honest with me. I do not take that lightly. Um, I want to ask, and this can be an answer that is a work in progress, of course. How do you... Did you, are you unlearning, shedding, and making space for your voice?
uh, I think I'm just uh, feeling my feelings. I, I don't know. Like I, like I express my feelings and to whoever that that's you know. If I'm happy for somebody, you know, tell them I'm happy for you. You know, uh, if I'm this, you piss me off. I express myself. Uh, I'm not gonna hide anything because I've I've been hiding it for so long. So. No, that's so beautiful. And and I think that's so important that commitment to self is such a big theme in my life currently. And I just get so excited when I see other people also being like, my commitment to self is greater than any reaction anyone else could have. And that commitment is so beautiful. And I think it opens up the doors for so much, especially as someone who is as sensitive self-identified and also just like as creative and that is both something i witness and something you own on journeys of unlearning and shedding uh like connotations and things that no longer serve me i find that i typically as a creative myself need to express that through some kind of outlet um do you want to talk a little bit about what your journey has been uh with pursuing your creativity yeah um in in my photography i uh at um i try my best to i it's funny because i try my best not to come off come off as masculine mm. i don't know if that makes any sense like not come off as masculine like I, I i'm not trying to do like the same you know guy poses you know you know the guy poses with the this and like you know the, the very the very like like very like you know you know, low shots, uh, you know, to show off the, the power of a man, like a power, the, the you know, power that comes off from that angle. I try to shoot, you know, higher up and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I try my best not to uh, come off as masculine in my photos because I'm just tired of it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and I think... That is a very great time for us to take a break because I have so many questions about what you just said. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about your photography, about your uh, relationship to self-awareness that I'm starting to understand a little bit better. And yes. uh, and then we'll wrap uh, eventually, but not right now. We'll be back after this break. Um, before we begin, we are back, Obs. Uh, before we begin or go any further in this conversation about your creativity, um, I have something for you to uh, begin the conversation with. Okay. Hi, Holding Space Gang. I just wanted to send a shout out to Kelly. I think you're an amazing photographer. You have such a vision and such an eye for capturing these images. They're so cool. <laughs> and I was just wondering, what inspires you? What what makes you look at something and think, oh, this would be such a cool image to take? Uh, shout out to me. <laughs> uh, I don't even... Okay, so... I think I told you the, the story about the how I wanted to be a, a, like a model first and then I, and then I became a, a... What are you talking about? As a listener, I have no idea what you're talking about. I will let me tell you guys the story real fast. Uh-uh. Move back from the <laughs> listener's ear. 
so um, at one point in my life, I wanted to be a model because people told me that I could do it. So I'm gonna make this. Uh, oh, because sure. you know, he's just so handsome and beautiful. You know. Uh, <laughs> that um, I wanted I I went to some um, some you know uh, I don't know what they're called like auditions. Um, they didn't like me obviously. Um, I wouldn't be here if they did like me. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start like I've always wanted to create stuff, and I seen YouTube YouTubers do it, so let me start doing it. And I used to just shoot uh, myself for uh, for just, like, to post on Instagram, like, to be like, you know, this is my upcoming video. To, <laughs> uh, here's, this is my upcoming video. And after a while, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to just shoot myself, uh, um, you know, self-portraits and see how, how that goes. Because, you know, they, the modeling agency didn't like me, so I'm going to show them that I, I, might, I could be a good model. So... <laughs> So I, you know, did some self-portraits, and after a while, I I began to like the process of like you know, setting up a shot and like using lighting, using um, different angles to get a different feeling, using lights to get a different feeling, and I felt that I could express uh, myself through photos more, and I feel like I, I could I could never have um, could never have that control with a if I was a model if that makes sense because you know the photographer at the end of the day chooses the photos. So I like the creative control that I have, controlling literally everything. That's when I fell in love with, um, you know, shooting and photography and stuff. Oh, so what I'm hearing is that you were 100% perfectly executing and had your artistic voice. From the beginning, it was always just, like, very clear that and was super, <laughs> exactly. super high, uh, <laughs> high quality. Very high quality, yes. But, yeah, that's how, that's how I um, started getting into photography and yeah i want to talk to i want to talk about talk more about that yeah i mean please do what was the journey you know okay you you go out to be a model you realize that that is not what you're looking for you're looking for creative control you're looking for uh an ability to control your own destiny to some to some extent um so what what has the journey been like from the first time you shot yourself um, on camera to to what you do now? Oh man! Uh, so it's funny because this kind of ties into the whole masculinity thing. Wow! It's almost like I'm a producer and host of a podcast. <laughs> um. So uh, the first time I shot, like I shot in public once, like in a park. Right and um, where you know those uh, where they uh, play the tennis, the wall is like the wall and like they you, you, oh oh um the the, the racquetball court no is that not yeah the racquetball court yeah I was there um I uh, it was like twelve p.m. so it was stupid bright outside um I went out with my tripod and like a, a stool um I've set it up and I took photos um and I didn't know how to. I feel like I still don't know how to pose. But That's not true, America. <laughs> I posed, you know, the way, you know, any other, you know, guy would pose. Very, mm-hmm. like, you know, cool or... Light skin face, squinty eyes. Skin, yeah, squinty <laughs> eyes, stuff like that, right? <laughs> um, and um, after, after a while, I was just like, 
is so basic, man. Like, uh, so whack to me. Um, what are you talking to... about? You mean you started something you had interest in and weren't wasn't immediately perfect and good at it? How dare you? No, no, not 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 that. I mean, looking back, they they were terrible. But no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about like the 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 posing and like the mm. very ba- the very like basic uh, pose. I'm like that's it's not it's not what I want. I want something more artistic and more like um, not the norm i guess i guess for not the norm for for a guy i guess for you know a man that's um takes photos of themselves yeah (laughs) um so i decided to really um try my best to not come off as masculine in my photos and and, you know i feel like sometimes it, it still does but with a with a with a, a bit more artistic uh, approach to them, I, I know you've seen my photos with you know other models and stuff like that, and I try my best to not just keep them as as a photo. I try to make it as like a painting, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I try to do with my self portraits now. I try to make it as as very uh, as like a like you you could paint this if if you wanted to. Um, so I try my best to not make it a masculine. So you know how um, most photographers, most photographers would say that like, you know, shooting from um, bottom up gives you like this like power, this powerful like well, look to it. Well, I know a lot about shooting from the bottom. Uh, okay. I just don't really know how <laughs> that translates to photography. But you know, whatever you do in your spare time, we're not yeah, here for you- judgment. <laughs> Um, no, no, I totally understand. Like, um, yeah, I, I took a photography class in fifth grade. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, you know those those shots. You know, shows you know very powerful, and most guys like that angle mm-hmm. um, because it you know it, it gives off that like you know very powerful dominant uh, person that's being shot. Right, um, I don't like those ang- those shots because. Like I don't know, like I think I think it stems from me like being like, do I always have to fucking be viewed as this like this dominant person? Like I, I'm tired of feeling like I always have to keep, for lack of a better word, like a front. So um, I just want to be sense, like I just want to be myself. Um, so I I I like high shots. It makes me, you know how like high shots is mostly for for women. They like that like feminine feel, like oh. I'm so small and demure. I could get hurt very easy. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to use that. I wanted to do the opposite. So I like those shots high up. I like straight on. And I don't... I try to use... Uh, I try to... Dist- I, I don't know if you noticed, but I try to dis- 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 uh, hide my face. And I like to dis- disrupt my face in my photos to, to um, make it... I don't know how to express it. Make it more... Like, it's not just... Damn, I don't even know how to say it. It maybe doesn't even come off that way. Like, make it not... It's not a man there. It's just a person. Mm. No, that makes you a know? lot of... I mean, a lot of times right now in this conversation, when you're saying, I don't know if this makes sense, it makes probably the most sense. Um, and I, I, I hear Because I don't, I don't know how to articulate my, 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 my words sometimes. And the way I express myself is very... Uh, Jagged. But also uh, the way you express yourself 
is very potent and visual and creative. And I think that is what you're touching on, this idea that photography is both a tool and in an in a, in a interest and a passion, but also sort of a vehicle to uh, explore. It, it, it seems to me, yeah. hearing you speak about it and, and watching you as you talk, like there is a liberating feeling about where words might fail um, to express certain emotions or ideas, photography has been that vehicle for you. Um, is that Does that sound at all true? Um, and is there anything that you want to add or clarify based on that? Yeah, uh, I think you hit it on the head there. Also, um, yeah, I think, yeah, because I always wanted to find... Uh, an outlet to like express myself. I mean, everybody does, but um, I just wanted to show how I how I view people and how I wish people would view me. Mm. Um, and um, and it's funny because, for example, a perfect example is my voice. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I know this, but I don't like uh, the sound of my voice. Like the sound of my voice, as in like people always be like, "Oh, you have such a soft voice." And me growing up, I was like, I don't want that. Mm. I want, you know, very. I want like a very deep, very weird, you know, talk like this, very deep voice. Um, so a lot of people, and you know, when I'm dating, we, you girls would be like, oh my God, I love your voice. You're so soft. And I'm like, oh God, what the fuck? I don't want that. And I, you know, I try to hide that from, from people. Um, but again... And went to a tangent i completely lost what i was talking about <laughs> that's the point that's the thing this like every time we feel like we're losing something like losing the uh what we want to say what we actually have to say usually comes out and i think honestly i think that's kind of your point in general that the things that you were trying to hide or run away from because you were told like that's not what we we're supposed to aspire to ended up being uh, from my perspective it seems to be what has become your power um, in recent yeah. times? Do you feel empowered by your uh, your journey with photography or the way that you? Because okay, something else that we haven't talked about, and I know photography is your main thing, and even the content creation is based on photography. Um, do you feel like having these outlets now have empowered you? Um, or, or what is your relationship to them when in terms of like self-reflection and and that kind of thing so um they have empowered me because uh i remember posting photos i'm like those type of photos i'm just like i mean i'm a, I'm a like if you, if you say this out loud like i'm a i'm a guy taking photos of himself that sounds so like cocky such a man thing to do right um um, but it really, and, and, you know, taking those photos are like when I, when I, you know, hide my face and like, you know, disrupt it or whatever. Um, and I post them, I'm like, people are not even going to like it. Like people are not even going to receive it the way I would want to want them to receive it. And obviously that's not my, um, that's not my responsibility is my thing is just to make the art and just, you know, release it. But it, it, it empowered me in a way that. I didn't think it would because when I do videos now, like on TikTok, um, I don't, 
I don't mind like you know, uh, coming off as you know sensitive or, or you know, I don't even know how to say this. Like I don't know how to say this. Like I don't want to. Like I don't mind, like being myself. As in, like I don't mind you know, uh, talking with my soft voice or like having man you know mannerisms that are like. I always felt like it was weird to do. Like, you know, I always used to, um, uh, uh, I always wanted, I always wanted to do skits and, uh, you know, doing the girl voice was always, um, like I did, I wanted to do it, but I didn't want to so- sound too, too girly. Yeah. You know, you don't, you understand what I'm saying? So I would try to, I try to hide it, but now I, like, I don't mind using like the, the sounds that, that the girls have, like the girls use, whatever, and, you know, and you know, do a little, little, you know, head shake and stuff like that to just come off as feminine. Like I don't care about doing that anymore, and I used to, and that's why, I, yeah, like that's the way it empowered me because I'm like, also the way people received it, they like it, so I'm like, oh, you know, it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all in your, it's mostly all in your head, you know. Yeah, no, it does make sense. And the thing <laughs> is that it is so real and it's so valid. And be- and because it is all in our heads, like because it is internalized, because it actually affects our actions, our decisions, and who we even associate with, uh, going back to what I was saying about like whether or not I felt like I could uh, let you, you in, um, and you have in turn, you know, it's interesting because I also have like, from the sidelines have watched online like your journey of of starting to create content and being more consistent and being more expansive with what what you wanted to post and it seems like to me and you can just receive this it doesn't it's not a question it's not a prompt it seems to me as a witness to your journey that you are discovering and finding and becoming a beacon to call upon the community and acceptance that you as a young person were always looking for and and, and aspiring for by being that authentic self that you might have suppressed or changed by honing parts of yourself you might not have uh, allowed yourself to explore before and I think that's really beautiful and special and it, and it's okay to like be honest about like this journey actually wasn't as linear or as easy as it might seem now. I, I um making content like in the beginning was mm. very like restrictive. I try, I try my best to keep keep stuff like for um like my first YouTube channel. <laughs> Not you rolling your eyes, oh god. No. <laughs> um and uh, it was, and I didn't want to do it. I wanted to do like more, you know, more uh, skits at the time, more skits and like more like personal stuff. And um, TikTok came out, and it uh, it really like broke me out of my shell. I know I, I know you see me on TikTok and I don't act the way I Yeah, I've <laughs> I seen you, I've on, seen the public TikTok. versus private you and I appreciate and and kind of love watching both of those uh shine. Yeah. But uh yeah. Um I I feel really good 
about myself because I accepted, you know, to to just be, you know, human. Um, I still struggle with stuff. Um, I still, um, you know, I still hide my feelings sometimes. Um, and they come out in very, uh, very toxic ways. As in, like, um, I'll get really, like, I'll get really angry. And obviously, I wouldn't do it towards someone. I'll just, by myself, I'll get really angry. And um, because I um, hold on so much emotion, and then um, it comes out. But uh, I, I feel like I feel better than I did, like, a few years I... ago, for sure. <sighs> I don't know if this is going to be the moment where I'm, like, emotional to you. I've been emotional around you a lot, but not, like, directly at you. Um, and if I may, and again, if we if we decide that we want to take this part out, we can. Um, but before we started recording the podcast, we had a conversation about what we were going to talk about today and, like, what we wanted to highlight. And there's there was this apprehension of feeling like you had to represent for all men, especially under the guides of this conversation. And what's interesting is I remember being like, oh, just talk from your personal experience. Um, I'm going to ask you questions literally just about you and your journey, and it'll be whatever it is. But I do think, I genuinely think that you are such a great person to highlight, uh, what it means to be a man in 2022 in current age and who is self-reflective of what it means to be a man obviously there's the problematic toxic masculinity of it all and there's still men living for the approval and attention of other men and that is a completely different podcast but that's not this podcast because that's not your truth and i (laughs) and i'm so glad that i um that you've been given myself, given the listeners, um, an opportunity to be vulnerable and authentic in like a different way um, than uh, what you already have been doing on your own. Um, and I really think people are going to appreciate listening to this. I genuinely do. Like I've been just sitting here in awe. No, and I've been, I, I so. myself, <laughs> if nothing else, have been sitting here in awe, like to hear about your perspective in a more elongated uh, way. Um, and I know that takes a lot of uh, tenacity, especially as someone who is constantly telling a truth that many people are arguing against. So, um, I know that for, uh, yeah. myself, uh, what that entails, um, in terms of strength and vulnerability and, and sensitivity and connecting with self. So I just wanted to acknowledge that and really express my gratitude for you being here today. Thank you. I know. Um, I, uh, I was yeah when I when you first told me about the what we we're gonna talk about today I was very like scared because I'm like do I have to like do yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> men are very complicated um, you know we need you know but um, no I just yeah like I've always always wanted to who well, who does it but I always wanted to be myself and myself is uh, sensitive you know. That's so beautiful. I'm so happy. I'm not going to cry. Um, where can people find you that, even though your following is crazy and bigger than mine, continue? <laughs> you can follow me at Kelly Javier underscore. 
and my only fan is no I'm kidding. No. <laughs> First of all, so sorry for that audio experience if you hate ASMR. And check out his uh, TikTok. It is crazy funny, especially if you're a photographer or into photography or a model or in that world. Um, very, very funny, very, very potent and very specific. And thank you, thank you. Check out his Instagram. His work is constantly, we've talked about it here, but it's constantly becoming more conceptual and elevated. And the more that you bloom as an artist and a person, the more exciting it is as people who've watched it from early on, not from the beginning, because we literally met a few years ago, but from <laughs> early days. Um, Thank you. And, yeah. I'm, and I can't wait for what the future holds for you um, in all aspects of life. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I'm still warming up to being sensitive uh, around no, men. No, yeah, this is our first. This is our first like talk talk like, yeah. ever. So. And I loved, I loved it. I loved hearing. Yeah, you. same. Um, yeah, because I always felt, I always uh, felt like I, um, I told me this, but I always felt like, like I don't want to, I don't want to come off. I don't like. I don't know. Like I didn't want to come off as. Um, it's just very hard to like. I don't know. Like, damn. I don't want to come off aggressive because that's how I portray myself in front of people. Um, so I, you know, because society, I just don't like. I, I'm very quiet. Um, so that I wanted to open up mm. and like just joke around, but I just didn't know how to go about it because you know I I just didn't want to offend you or or say the wrong thing you know and i appreciate that sensitivity i do because when it was early days it was actually very hard to wrap my head around someone who was this like cishet man not being someone who would eventually hurt me like and i don't mean that in like a physical sense or even in an intentional sense but typically in my previous lived experiences uh i uh, i'm trying to word it without acknowledging something personal okay um in my lived experiences people that like people i cared about who were women or femme or etc typically those are my friends uh mm-hmm. when they would bring around masculine uh cishet men in any capacity of those of those identifiers they typically had there was always a moment where i started sort of like being like oh i guess i can trust this person and then came internalized homophobia femphobia and that and then i was like oh <laughs> never mind completely I'm unsafe <laughs> um and i and i just want to stress that as much as i started off with caution and protection and you started off with mindfulness and 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 um timidness i genuinely and this is not branding like kelly just said earlier i genuinely <laughs> Uh, think that we have got to a place where we can hold space for each other in an authentic and new and 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 learning kind of way, but in a in a in a way that is safe. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Um, and with that, uh, there will be more episodes of the Holding Space season two. Thank you, thank you so much for being here today. Um, I've been your host, Maddie Mariposa, with. Kelly Javier. And that is today's episode. Goodbye, everyone. Have a beautiful day. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Okay, that was beautiful.